0: Hello. Hello, David. Bu-
1: buongiorno.
0: Oh, God. Okay. So everyone needs to know <laughs> every time David and I speak to each other, every time, which is about eight times a day, we have to open with Buongiorno. Buongiorno. Then, yeah,
1: because, you time. know, Italians. Oh, yeah you and know jews. you know and you know what they say italians and jews very similar you know what they say same corporation different division, division you know we haven't done that one in a while we have the not vegetable. this is silhouettes jb podcast the deepest dive into jersey boys you have ever taken will take have taken ever is ever. that i think i covered all of that right
0: Yes, you did. I think every tense that it's necessary. I think you did
1: it. Yes, exactly. Perfect. And uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, and we have a special episode today. We've got instrumentalist musicians from the national tour, the current national tour of Jersey Boys. Um, we've got Brett Byersdorfer, we got Max Kane, and we got Johnny Morrow in the Zoom studio tonight. We got Brett on drums he was on the fame national tour he's played 500 plus shows with jersey boys from september 2017 to the present and guys you want to be friends with him he's like a badass friend you know from the from the 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 little time that we've had together um he's a pretty badass
0: yep and then we got johnny morrow coming us from san diego you know stay classy san diego Perfect. that's right Yes. He's a <laughs> yeah. So he's a freelance musician. He's a Berkeley graduate. He has a kick ass motorcycle, as you could see on his Instagram. And
1: he's got oh. these audio engineer credits, guys. He's like IT audio engineering. Get him for all your bar mitzvahs, all your weddings, all everything Max's
2: last week. <laughs> oh no.
1: <laughs> oh my God. That's so funny. Like it's so funny. Whenever so when Corey Jacoma started in Jersey Boys, he was like the also, you know, like the baby of the group, and they all used to make jokes like that to call, to call
2: I think Max has them beat on the youngest being employed by Jersey Boys. I was
0: yeah. gonna say yes, yeah. So Max Kane, he is our guitar hero, a Jersey Boy himself hey, from Ridgewood. guitar yes. hero! Guitar I fucking hero. love that. Thank you very much. Ontario. And he <laughs> and he joined the Jersey Boys <laughs> national tour in August 2017, and he is currently a Berkeley student studying contemporary music. Oh, sorry, contemporary writing and production, and he bakes bagels. He bakes bagels
1: for people on campus also, right?
3: That is true. I do do that. How the hell do you make a bagel?
0: (laughs) Right? And And I'm very excited because this is another panel, which is fantastic. And we're going to let them take the reins on the conversation. But I'm so excited to actually talk to the instrumentalists because the entire point of the show of Jersey Boys is that everything drops away and all there is is the music. And now we actually get to see where the music comes from, that these people enjoy doing this day in, day in and day out and how they keep up the stamina so i really can't wait to get to know these guys yeah
4: um, it's gonna be good. sweet man yeah <laughs> <Bad> man
0: <laughs> all right so i think it's safe to say everybody's already on the mic everyone has introduced themselves in our intro and so i think we're good um but musicians how you all... on the mic musicians on the mic to paraphrase from our friend Michelle Miller, who has a podcast called Mentors on the mic. Shout out, there you go. But, <laughs> but let's get into your early years with the show, everybody. So if we can go one person at a time, Johnny, we'll start with you. How did you get introduced to Jersey Boys?
4: Uh, wow, I mean, the answer is actually way simpler than you might think. I mean, I was just one of the bass players in New York City, just hustling, grinding. You know, I moved to New York, circa 2013 or so and when you move to a new city like that you just hit the ground running you just you do what you can to like get money so you can eat you know and so i was just kind of you know walking around town getting every gig that i i could Uh, i would do things down at like rockwood for independent artists and you know my background was kind of always more that like pop rock rock star scene anyway um but I also was very well connected in some of the theater world and did some 54 Below type shows too. Nice, the cabaret shows. Yeah, totally. I was doing a lot of that kind of stuff because I had met tons of people just from the Broadway world in general. And I think specifically to answer your question, um, the call came from a, a drummer friend of mine uh on a 54 below hit who recommended me to another bass player who was asked by John Miller if they knew anyone so it was about three degrees of separation but the simple answer I was a hustling bass player in New York City who happened to be on the right hit did a good enough job on the hit for (laughs) this guy to recommend me to John Miller that was it it's a hustle that's so cool. John Miller is a music contractor, right? He, he is, is the music contractor. Yeah.
1: yeah. Shout yeah. out to my boy John Miller. John, yeah. we're gonna have to we're gonna have to get you on the podcast to talk about contracting. Oh man, yes. he, I'm sure he's got all the stories. Yes. Great guy. Yeah.
0: Great all right. dude. Miller, there we go. Right, so Brett, how did you get introduced to the show?
2: You know, to this day, I still don't know the full story of what <laughs> happened. And I swear. I know kind of what happened, what was said, like, without me being involved in it. But to look back at it, what I know happened was a music director that I worked with. His name is James Olmstead, who is a great musician and a great guy. He was the MD for Fame. And I worked with him doing some community theater things, subbing here and there. And I think he, out of the blue, either through Ron or through John... He wrote one of them an email like i don't even i didn't ask or i didn't even know about it and he just reached out to them maybe he knew that they were looking for a drummer for jersey boys and i randomly got an email i don't know if it was from ron or from john but it was asking for like either a resume or whatever and then like months later i just randomly got an email from i think john miller officially like offering me the tour wow and i mean i i don't even know i really don't know it was
4: i mean that makes pretty good sense right <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs>
2: for not knowing that's pretty thorough Right. Yeah, right. I, I,
0: come in like, I
4: know things.
2: well i i know i know that much because the way shit i don't know if it was it might have been ron but it might have been john i don't know <laughs> but the way that the email started what it was it was like I. I received a whatever like recommendation letter from James Olmstead about you. And then it was just like, okay,
0: like, wow. wow. I can't imagine getting it, getting it an email like, from Ron Melrose or from John Miller saying that like, Hey, you'd be great for this.
2: I remember exactly where I was through. It was hilarious. Where were you? My brother's car uh, at a golf course about to play a round of golf with my brothers and dad
4: preface brett byersdorfer is a world-class golfer
2: i've been playing i've probably been playing golf longer than i've been playing drums actually
4: wow it's one of those things where it's like okay no one's good at golf and you go with your musician buddies to play golf and everyone's gonna suck you know what i mean we're gonna shank balls everywhere brett is out here like tiger woodsing the thing down Every driving range we hit, and we were all I mean, I don't know about you, Max, but I was taken aback because I I like to try to play golf as much as I could. When I saw this, you know what, 20-year-old drummer slaying golf balls. I was like, what is this? It Man, comes right? with the territory, right? It was awesome. It was awesome. When
1: we were when we were getting Ron on the show, uh the day of recording, we emailed him. And he emailed us back, and we thought we were hacked. He, we thought he got hacked. because it said new new phone? Who this? And that's <laughs> the yeah. last person we expected to send that. I mean, now that we know Ron and we're friends with him, like we understand, like that's definitely his humor. Yeah. But we were like, is this happening today? Like, are we gonna are we gonna have to reschedule? Like, what the fuck? So that was
2: was it an all lowercase?
4: All lowercase.
2: Oh, okay. so- yeah. That's
1: the
4: yeah. wrong way. That's Ron, <laughs> Ron has the most unassuming sense of humor ever. He is it's brilliantly true. hilarious. That's wrong. panned everything he does. It's classic. He's done.
0: He actually awesome. wrote me a, a song for my birthday, which is also hysterical. I'll just send it. It too was good. so sweet. It was so fun. I know.
4: Nice, nice. Yeah, wow. I love it. That's awesome.
0: It was really cool. All thanks to David for asking him to leave a video um so so max i want to hear your story and then yeah so max please tell us your story and then afterwards just like general consensus what does it take to get hired at jersey boys like how do you land a broadway gig do you have to have a certain style so max if you want to kind of combine the two that would be wonderful
3: um sure so i owe this gig completely to the teacher i was studying with his name is kenny brescia and he is like an incredible guitar player, has done a ton of Broadway work. He he was the original guitarist on Rent and then just oh shit. wow. played shows nonstop and um so he was playing a Bronx Tale which Ron was also involved in mm-hmm. and um so Ron emailed my teacher Kenny saying, you know, we're looking for a guitar player who can take this kind of brutal tour schedule but <laughs> for an awesome show and have, you know, have a great experience and uh he recommended me and then I didn't hear anything for a couple weeks. I was all set to go to Eastman to study jazz. And then I actually remember where I was, too. I was on my way to teach a lesson and I stopped at Starbucks and in the parking lot. I just checked my phone as I was putting up Google Maps and I saw an email from John Miller with the official
4: offer. Wow, John
1: Miller's the man of the episode. Yeah, you definitely want the yeah.
4: email from John Miller, and the and the reason we keep bringing him up, guys, is because that sort of answers your question: What does it take to get a Broadway gig? It takes an email from John Miller. You oh. know what I mean?
0: Yeah. <laughs> that, now
4: there's there's obviously many things you have to go through to get that email, but right. that's the answer. You know? Wow. It's all no. about who you know.
0: Yes, and, and we have and, to and who, mention very yeah. much. Exactly. Yeah, and okay. So Max, he got the gig right out of high school. Which is amazing. How Bob Gaudio of you, Max. So how huge so, kudos to yeah, you. Huge that kudos, must brother. you yeah. and as Brett mentioned in our pre-interview, Max might be one of like, or the youngest person to ever get hired in the Jersey Boys Company.
2: I'd say the most talented too, but
1: Brett, there's there it is. That's my roomie, there it That's
2: my roomie for life.
0: Oh, aw. so you guys room together.
1: Oh, how nice.
0: Some of the most
2: time. of the time, yeah. I mean, we would get a lot of Airbnbs together. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, with one nighters, it was tough to find Airbnbs. We did manage to do it sometimes, um, but like the week, like the week sit downs in cities. Most of the time, we would try to get Airbnbs together.
1: When nice. did those those weeks? Okay, so because you, you guys, you guys um, all played f- like in in the twenty seventeen area, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, I when want to start. 17, yeah. 18, 19. Yeah, yeah. So that, so when the, when when the. So here here's here's where it starts to get a little confusing for me with the timeline and everything and the the technicalities of all the tours. When when Aaron DeJesus and a lot of that company left um, and then Johnny Wexler took over and all of that, was that the start of a new tour?
3: Yeah, that was yeah, the that beginning the- of the CETA. That was yeah, the start right. of CETA.
1: And that was tour three, right?
4: No, they still called it tour two. They called it two.
1: Yeah. Oh, they called it tour two. Okay. So, again, all technicalities. Okay. So, um, so you guys were still doing week long sit downs at that point. And now, once John Hacker, t- that's when. When it started really that's when they just really started seeding it down right to those one day those one nights two nights right sure. yeah
4: i would say that our 2017 2018 first tour whatever year that was that was the first year of a very different um like schedule the cita thing changed a lot of things that year you know what i mean so yeah.
0: so i well of course like on tours you play these awesome houses um at CETA tours is it just smaller like the smaller places you play, smaller yeah. companies. Yeah, yeah, for
4: sure. Especially the one-nighters, you know what I mean? Like you might be in the middle of a city that really, you know, didn't buy Jersey Boys for any more than one night. So, right. I mean, my God, what was that high school that we played, guys? Remember that? <gasps> you played a high yeah, school? Yeah, we did. So, yeah, that was insane. Oh, um, was it Opelika? No. Yeah, it, it was kansas E or something like that. Maybe oklahoma E. I don't know. Anyway, but yeah, to you know, answer your question, got, guys, we got yelled yeah, at we by were, a janitor. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that, my that God. God. But certainly, we were, were
2: reenacting high school
0: musical in the cafeteria. It was <laughs> <funny>. <laughs> Stick to the status quo. There you go. Yes. But, Love it. The I best. Tell
4: you, there was one, one high school we played at that had an amazing auditorium. And then there was one that we played at that was like, Wait, we probably shouldn't be here. You, you know played know?
1: at wow. multiple high schools?
4: Yeah, I think there were a couple of high school hits. Whoa. But we also played. It was,
3: like, very mixed. So we, we'd play at high school one night, and then we'd be at, like, the Fox Theater in Atlanta right. for a weekend. And then, you know, so it was really both ends. And then you guys, played at,
1: you guys played at stadiums also, right?
3: Well, do you mean, like, arenas?
1: Are, that's what I meant, like, arenas. Yeah, we,
2: we played some really cool arenas,
0: yeah. Wow. So you, you've really had all ends of the spectrum, which is awesome. Yeah, and the I
4: mean, sometimes... In CETA, like in CETA, a lot of the smaller places we played would never have happened on full production. Sometimes
2: sometimes we don't even fit on the stage too at the that's
4: theaters. What, that's what right.
1: we heard. That's what we heard. And like those were fun. Know, and and like, I love those shows. <laughs> those were fun. Yeah. Sometimes we're like, you know, they don't have spotlight ops going on and like they don't have like monitors on stage oh and things will when- be falling.
2: When the spotlight people don't know which actor is which, it's hilarious. It is <laughs>
4: my God. Like, which one's Tommy. Which one's Tommy? <laughs> well, we had some epic, epic spotlight fails. And listen, when I say okay. we play in these tiny theaters and stuff like that, everything was still taken care of. It was just a little bit more of a struggle of a show. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And of but so, and yeah. That, yeah. That, that that's why the, the 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 set sometimes
1: the set now is a kind of like a storybook where you can like just put it up and like and just yeah, they've got it, it really dialed in now. It's yeah. literally yeah. A, a Hallmark
4: card that you open and Right. Close. And
1: especially That's with wild. especially with that LED wall that you guys travel with.
4: Yeah, it just handles
3: all of the extras. Right. Yeah. Um there was like the one fans show fans where fans. it didn't fit into the building.
4: Yeah. The LED wall? Concord the- New Hampshire. Yeah. So what it, so what do you do? There were no projections that night, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Just, your imagination. Just, wow. Here's the funny thing.
2: On. The people who are seeing the show probably don't even know. Had no Notice. fucking clue. You know? Right. They
1: have no idea. Right. All you three at one point are on stage playing. It's not really until the second act where Johnny and Max where you guys go on stage to start playing, right? So, Correct. where do you where do you guys sit before that?
4: Well, the pit layout is the same, I think, or at least similar to what it's been forever. We're just behind the curtain there, yeah. um, oh. but now there's, there's but now yeah, there's, there's
2: a... two setups for the show.
3: So well, I mean, the the wall that right, opens nice. to the show ha- the drums, blacks. yeah, yeah. We're all behind that. We're next to Brett on both sides.
1: Okay, that's what I thought. And, and you guys, just yeah, stay they're, there the they're whole probably time.
3: like they're probably like
2: twelve feet away from me on both sides.
1: So the 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 three. So do you guys travel with four keyboards or three? So this is a question. This is a technical question um is it because all the horns are on keys now is there an added fourth keyboard part or it's still
4: only three keyboards three the third keyboard is the horns and to be honest with you the horns are shared across i think key two and key three so it's not really it's not really a horn keyboard it's a an additional keyboard that is whatever it happens to be on that cue but there
1: were there were three keyboards in the original orchestration as well was there yeah,
3: yeah. I because, think they just kind of added parts. Like there are some parts where you know the keyboard will be playing like claps in one hand and saxophone right. in the
4: other. Okay, kind of I understand. Short shorts. So that that's exactly your answer. yeah. If there were three originally, there's still three and now merged together. So that that that's what I
1: thought. That's what I thought. I, I thought maybe that they would add a fourth book for the for the horns, but I, I imagine that they just just merged it into because um the way the original orchestration worked the first the first keyboard uh incl- so th- that was usually the person the the lady who would go on stage um at the silhouettes club to play um the second keyboard i'm not sure but the third keyboard was the conductor yeah and that's how it still is right the third keyboard is still the conductor i don't think
4: i knew that the original had three i thought i, knew, I thought oh, okay. the original had two. i also so
2: didn't know that we didn't have horns oh yeah (laughs) wait a minute wait
4: a minute minute. (laughs) are you kidding me you kidding me after 500 shows
0: honestly that is a major spoiler for all of our listeners honestly so that i will
4: i will say this um you know maybe this differs for musicians especially audiophiles like myself but for people not to know that the horns were fake on our tour boggles my mind Yeah, I just have to say it. I have to say it. The first time oh. I heard some of these horn patches, I was just like, wow, that's fake. <laughs> but the they don't, thing is, they don't care. You know, it doesn't matter. The, the show right. still has an amazing impact.
3: And there have always been horns in the keyboards. Um, like there was never a real trombone. That's always been keys. Like, so yeah, there, there's always been that.
4: Yeah, that's true.
2: When the tour has started up each year and the tech rehearsals that we go through, they really do a lot of work from the soundboard with our sound designer, who yeah. he actually comes out and works. And it's a it's a process. Well, the, I'm the, sure. challenge,
4: the challenge obviously is, is that Jersey Boys is one of the only shows, well, maybe not with some brand, brand new shows that are becoming a little bit more modern. But the band has not been on the stage historically. When you put a band in a pit in a different room on a different floor of the theater sound is easy. You know what I mean? Nothing's bleeding anywhere. There's no right. feedback. You just push the volume up and you've got the, the sound, you know? Yeah. But yeah, of course, the challenge that we have on Jersey boys is Brett's drums are flying into every actor's mic. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so that's the
2: note I get the
1: most. Are you using an acoustic set or an electric set?
2: Acoustic baby.
4: The only that's
1: one awesome. I, right. I, I yeah. know, I know what new world stages they're using an electric set.
4: Yeah, because they no, have to. The space is so to, small, yeah. there's no way yeah. they could isolate the sound. Although I do I do have an
2: electronic drum that's oh,
4: okay. used for some things. For some things. Like what?
2: Yeah. Um, it is a snare sound and acrostic sound for Fallen Angel and My Eyes Adored You. Um, okay. But like percussion things, the only thing that it's used for is castanets in backups medley. Okay. And then before begging, it's a floor tom thing
1: are you okay so and the keys the, one of the keys players is, is covering the timpani yeah that's on uh the the girl keyboard player okay so She's some, the, the first keys okay gotcha so now it's interesting we know that sometimes pit musicians you know they're going to encounter some interesting doublings you know i did a production of in the heights where a drummer was doubling on a mini keyboard playing certain sounds do you guys double on anything or is it just your core instruments
3: i double on mandolin for the, uh, like Italian oh. restaurant. Scene.
1: Oh, so you're actually playing that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Wow. That's so nice. Okay. I, I, for some reason, I always thought it was, it was a keyboard, but that makes me really happy to hear that.
3: Yeah. That's a tough one. Cause I'm coming from like the song before that is one of the ones where we're kind of standing next to the drums. And then I got to run back and put the guitar down pick the mandolin up and put the mic on and get up close. And so that's always like a, one of the stressful moments in the show for me, wow. but once I'm playing it and it's like I hear the keyboard is it's one of my favorite spots
1: it's so, and it's so beautiful um and that's that's one of my that's one of my question spots for our game later about what's going on over there I can and answer wow. it right now if you want. don't answer it right now <laughs> don't answer it don't answer it save it for me yeah sa- save it save it for the game later <laughs> um this is this is this is awesome I am so happy this is this uh, is so
0: David. This is, I, this is, so yeah, funny. we're just, you're living
1: your best theater nerd life right now. I, just, I really, I really want to ask Ben Hartman once things come back. I know it's going to be a long shot, and I should have done this before COVID. If I can just sit in on a night, I'm sure uh, they'd let you.
4: I'm sure they'd definitely. let you. I, I if you I, do like, at yeah,
3: New World, though, it's, it's a bit weird. Um, you'll have to sit up on the right, like you won't really see anyone, they'll just kind of put you up there with headphones. Come sit in with the tour. Yeah, a lot I more would, space.
1: I would love to. Can you guys put in a good word?
4: It's done. <laughs> yeah, it, mean, wouldn't re- it wouldn't really yay. take... We're, we're not the people take, to approve it, but I think it would be fine. It wouldn't, t- it wouldn't take much. Just buy a plane ticket to the tour
1: and... Gio, sure you know. we're going on tour. And all three of you, what's your favorite guitar brand or favorite drum brand?
3: The guitar I play at the <laughs> end of the show uh, for Who Loves You is a Gibson. And I, I love that guitar.
1: Um, you have different... Oh, it... Why, okay, so this might be a silly question. Obviously, so the mandolin is going to be a different, but why Why do you have different guitars for each, for like different points in the show?
3: I have one that I play for like 99% of the show and then a different one just for Who Loves You. Um,
1: oh,
4: okay. We, we I, both do. We have to have something that's like mobile that we can take out there.
2: I know Johnny's favorite bass brand.
4: Well, it's actually. Johnny Morrow basses. <laughs> Yeah, these guys, if you guys don't know, he's laughing. I do have my own company building bass guitars. And they
2: are incredible.
4: Yeah, so the the bass that I played on the show is one of my creations, actually. Um... Oh, my God. Wow. So Is it my favorite brand? I can't say it's my favorite brand. That's the (laughs) lamest thing ever. Actually, I would say my favorite brand is probably um, Federa basses and guitars. He's based, Mm Vinny is based in in Brooklyn. uh, And he's, I mean, arguably one of the most brilliant bass makers of all time. That's, you know, nerdy bass side of things. But yeah, I mean, I knew that I had to play a Fender for the show. Definitely it was what, you know, uh, you know, Nick was playing and Joe Pass was playing back then. It was all Fenders. And so I knew I needed a Fender, but I've never been like a a huge fan of Fender basses. You know, of course, they're iconic. So I actually emailed Ron and said, listen, I build instruments. If I built something that looked exactly like a Fender from the period, would you let me use this as the base for the show and he was like absolutely you would be the first bass player to ever build your instrument for jersey Boys. So that's so cool is that not the coolest
0: thing ever yes major kudos johnny that's awesome well if you could please Thank give you us so your information we'll we'll get that out there
4: morobasses.com that's it oh, easy breeze yeah we'd love to
1: we'd love to share a picture very cool. um, on the socials, um, very cool. that's so cool, man. Build yes. build, build, your own bass with Johnny Morrow. It's like build a, build a pair, <laughs> ba- build the
4: bass factory. I think all
3: of the prop guitars are Fender, pretty yeah. sure, every yeah. single one. Yeah.
4: And that's, that's yeah. a very specific decision, obviously, because that's all that they were playing back then. Back so. then.
0: What's the hardest vamp to play? Yeah. Or just the, har- the hardest section? The hardest vamp to come
4: to out of.
3: I uh, think for us, the they're all kind of similar. It's more like I'm sure the conductor gets stressed, but you know we just follow when <laughs> he does. Yeah.
4: That's a question for the conductor, for sure. We do what he tells us. You know what I mean? Well, but the I... conductor is, yes, many a conductor have lost sleep getting some of these vamps right. right. Maybe Absolutely. he
3: couldn't help himself. Maybe that right, that one. Oh, I yeah. Think, okay, yeah. That, I think the um,
2: Opus 17 mm. Yeah. The there's the two vamps in that. Yeah. Um. It's it's hard for me. Yeah. It's hard. It's. Yeah. I mean, if you overthink it, you're gonna fuck it up. Right. You definitely will. But it's difficult because the cue is just a downbeat on beat three, and the fill is and a four end.
1: Right. But but he said it can either come off on one or three.
2: This is why it's difficult, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, And I I mean, even like, you know, like we do the show every day. We know what the line is, but we don't know when it's going to come up. Right. So Mm -hmm. if you play it like you know what they're going to say, you are going to fuck it up. Okay. Which is funny because the cue line in the first vamp is literally fuck it up
0: exactly and then the other one
2: is um i pay this Tommy thing off
0: yeah but
2: for some reason those two like when i'm like when we get to that vamp after let's hang on i'm like zoned in on the conductor camera like i might as well not even have the vocals being put in my ears so i can just <laughs> focus on the conductor and but you know, guys
4: what you know it's tricky about that too is that uh, in the broadway world what you've got you really have to follow your conductor even if the cue isn't there so brett knows it like brett right. has brett has it in his sleep but for some reason if the conductor isn't on that day brett has to follow the conductor he can't do it himself exactly. anyway right. you know what i mean so yeah, there's no very saying complicated yeah there's no
2: saying like well you should have went here no 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 you don't say that to a conductor no, <laughs> that's right no, that's right no, no you follow the conductor that's right he's the course, conductor well, not the actor you.
0: misses a line too he has to be the one to make the decision to move it along so there that you makes go, sense yeah. Right, I think
2: guys. a vamp a vamp could be tricky if you overthink it.
4: The whole show is tricky yeah. if you overthink if you it. Overthink Honestly, it. theres uh, I'll never forget. Richard said this great thing when we were in um, rehearsals in tech uh, year one. We were all brand new to it. And Richard said something along the lines of, uh, you guys will get it under your fingers. And then about a month in, you will all start to fuck it up royally. And he was completely right. You know what I mean? Yep. You go through this, like you work really hard at the beginning, you get on point in the beginning. Then for some reason, something happens. Maybe you start overthinking things a little bit, maybe tour gets to you and yeah, things nosedive. And then you come back up and you, and you settle into it. But yeah, it takes so much to not overthink and just play the show the way it's supposed to be played. It was, that was, a, that was the biggest challenge for me, quiet the mind and just do what you know how to do, you know? Wow, just do it.
1: that's awesome. What's a note session with Ron like?
3: Well, usually Ron will send the notes to our MD and then we'll get them from the music director. Oh. so i don't know that i've actually yeah i aside from our first like rehearsals where Ron's i guess that, that's what i'm referring it, it. to yeah. oh
4: yeah
2: to.
3: yeah those are awesome yeah our, we don't we side. don't really
2: have we don't have no sessions with ron like while the tour is going on
1: even 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 so even so when he comes out to see the show as music supervisor he'll give the notes to the to the md and then the md will give the notes to you correct okay, yeah. and okay. If you only okay. at like,
3: that point it's like you know play this a little softer play this a little louder it's it's not like music rehearsal it's kind of more just right getting everything balanced yeah
2: that's like that's when we actually that's when we when we have real feedback from ron is when we actually have like a band rehearsal when the tour starts up gotcha. so that's when we'll have like an actual band like brush up rehearsal
4: ron it has got to be one of the most efficient musicians i've ever worked with you know the, the man You show up on time, you are ready to play, and you go. And if you're not at his pace, you'll be left behind. You know what I mean? And I personally, I love that. I can't tell you how many rehearsals I've been a part of where, like, I was the most professional guy in the room. And it Mm -hmm. was just, like, people are stumbling over things, trying to explain things right. We're losing time. So I loved the pace of a Melrose rehearsal. It was just, like, we're out of here. We're going. You're coming with. He's at full speed. He's yeah. He's wonderful. I loved it. Yeah, I loved it.
3: I think our rehearsal process, our first years, is we had three. We had we ran the first half, then we ran the second half, and then we ran the whole show, and then we were off to tech rehearsal. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We terrifying. had like, what,
4: what we had two. Yeah, two terrifying rehearsals, and then off to tech. Wow.
3: Yeah, and and our one terrifying choreography,
4: bro. Can we talk about that for a second? So there's always been band choreography, but they're back there just kind of step touching and doing their thing, unless I may be wrong on that. But anyway, long story short, yeah, uh, Max and I had to shed the full choreography, basically the same thing that all the cast members were doing out on stage while playing the super new book that we were just trying to learn. Oh my God, that was stressful, Max.
3: Yeah, the first month was pretty terrifying.
2: And they don't have their in-ears in. So they can't hear anything. We're They're hearing the drums, which are right. 20 feet away from them.
0: Oh my and, God.
4: And, and a little bit from like the, 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 house level bouncing back off the back wall. But uh, yeah, that was a very challenging thing that I, I think Max and I, at least in that version of what was going on, Max and I were the first to do that. And so, you know, things like finding a sub was like,
0: ah, that's our next question. Yes.
4: Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Man, dude. So that was yeah. that
3: if we couldn't make it to a show, I'm I just don't think I don't know how they would handle that. <laughs> I had...
4: Honestly, if I told a sub, hey, listen, on top of shedding this book uh for a couple of dates, you've got to go out and do some pretty challenging choreography and play at the same time. I think a lot of my buddies that I would have recommended would have been like, I'm not doing it, bruh. You know, what I mean? Sorry, bro. <laughs> so, well, so did
0: Danny Austin choreograph you?
4: Yes, definitely. We were all on the choreography yeah. sessions for, it was for Who Loves You yeah of
0: course yes. so fun oh my god i can't imagine
4: and honestly danny was so so receptive for me and max he knew that me and max were like new to this kind of a thing and they were just like mm-hmm. guys go out and do your best and honestly it didn't really click for me and max until maybe like a month or two into the tour and they were like we get it guys do the best you can <laughs> they, they they made it easier to do a good job with that you know what i mean right. that's great thank that's really. it's great. all about
0: the rapport you know well, have you ever met Des Makinoff? Because I feel like he would relate to you guys so much and whatever needs you have or preferences, he would absolutely listen to you.
4: Yeah, I wish I had met Des. I never did.
0: Yeah. One day. Well, have you, we, so we actually have um, a copy of his documentary and he can jam. Yeah, I didn't know that. He, well, he, is he a guitar player? Yeah. 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 yeah right. and that,
4: listen, the whole thing about Des and the whole thing about the original Jersey Boys band was that Des, I, I believe it was either at a, an event or a wedding where he saw the wedding band playing and said, I want this to be my band for Jersey boys, you know? And so part of the reason why I think personally, Jersey boys was so successful is because the original band didn't necessarily come from those like Juilliard trained classical guys that play every Broadway show in New York city. These were dudes who just knew pop tunes, uh, Ken, Ken and Kevin Dow, you know, actually from Mm. here in San Diego, just Gigan musicians, you know, and so when you take a group of guys like that and a guy like Des who recognizes hey these are just dudes who get pop music they're going to crush this musical theater thing. Then you have the formula for the beginnings of a rock band playing a Broadway show.
0: Have you guys seen the movie Love and Mercy, the Brian Wilson biopic?
4: Oh, I haven't yet. I hear it's amazing. It's oh, excellent. it's wonderful.
1: Yeah, I, John Cusack, one of Paul Dano. It's one of Gia's favorite movies, and she just
4: showed it to me. It was so good. Yeah, it's I heard it was great. Excellent. Plus, yes. the, the the story of Brian Wilson in general is just like so fascinating.
0: I know it's unreal. Well, and I have to say, so like so, the Beach Boys is my favorite band, and because because of Brian, I grew up with Brian, and the fact that Max, your, your twin brother's name is Brian definitely means something. I'm sure. The second you said, I was like, yes, perfect. Um. So in the line in the movie where there's a musician who comes out after they're doing, wouldn't it be nice all day? Of course they're in the studio, they're getting it right. And he says, look, Brian, like we've played with everyone, like every single stadium, every gig, they have it all. But Brian is the one who blew everybody's mind and you guys play day in and day out four seasons music. So what's it like playing songs from such an iconic era with with of the Beach Boys of the Four Seasons of the Beatles even like,
1: rock and roll
0: yeah do, does it have this visceral feeling for you every night or do you kind of get used to it what's what's your emotional roller coaster with this music
3: I love this music um I'd say my favorite part is the beginning I love silhouettes silhouettes is like my favorite song in the show hell yeah and
2: Max sings it in every parking lot. Like, if it's an empty parking lot, he sings Silhouettes. And it's
3: the reverb. Yeah, because Brett and I lock in on this 2-4 thing and we're just, like, settling into the show. And it's, like, the beginning of the show, excitement, kind of seeing how the audience is. And uh, our Tommy Dio on tour is incredible. Um, so, yeah, I love playing that at the beginning of the show. There's, uh, maybe Ron talked about this. I don't know exactly what his thinking was here but it, that song cycles through a ton of keys oh yeah uh, oh yeah and we have this oh. underscore that goes that's in f sharp and it modulates to b flat and mm-hmm. i just it's like so flying. good
1: it's so it's- good 100
0: well i mean hey that's that's why our podcast is called silhouettes there's something about that song that just gets you ready
1: yeah totally yeah
0: and the, so the, the the
1: chord changes right into the modulation into b flat
0: uh
1: and the b flat kind of comes out of nowhere and i i, I love Devine that he
0: loves a fucking b flat i can't
3: i
1: do uh,
0: every day he's the b hey, flat. without like, music ah! <laughs>
3: yeah epic moment also the transition into silhouettes from C'est La.
1: oh the fake mm-hmm. out bro it's like
0: <gasps> that uh, you're that that is the time travel,
1: yeah, right there. I think this is a great time to take a break. So we'll be right back. And we're back.
0: We're back with a very exciting, specific game that David is going to explain. <laughs>
1: It's called Name That Underscore. So, what's it?
4: Excellent choice of theme song there. Thank you. The Axel F. theme song. Very nice. (laughs) I
1: do not own the copyright for that song. Hey! (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. Perfect. Perfection. Pontiac (laughs) perfection. Here we go. Um, So, we are. We are in the Zoom studio with Johnny Morrow, bass player, Max Kane, guitarist, and Brett Byersdorfer, drummer, and we are going to play a game with them. So, as we know, as you guys know that I've that we have talked about on the podcast before, that there is a lot of amazing underscoring going on in the show, like you know our Instagram handle, Silhouettes JB underscore that's it you know exactly. how it is exactly so um a lot of a lot of the times in the show the band will be playing an underscoring for a scene and you'll be like oh wait i know that song but that didn't make it into the show vocally um so it's really cool so i'm gonna ask our three musicians here who know the show very intimately to see if they know what famous Four Seasons song is being played in this moment in the underscore. So if we take a look at um, song 6A, the Silhouettes Club underscore, when we transition into, when we transition into Mangio's Pizza with Mary, um, so uh, the, the singers are singing to that lucky day, you know, darn well, baby, I can't give you anything but love. And then Mary and um, and Frankie start talking and Max, you start playing your mandolin. Anyone can chime in here. What is being played in the underscoring Excellent. between Mary and Frankie?
4: Yep. I never knew. I don't know that one. So,
3: Max, would be "My Eyes Adored You." Exactly.
4: exactly. Wait, yeah. you yeah. that, I thought and you so said. I thought you said something that wasn't in the show.
1: Sometimes it's something that's not in the show. Sometimes, the show. Oh, Sometimes <laughs> it is. Sorry, Johnny, Johnny is, is correct. correct. I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. That's in the <laughs> yeah. show. So that is in the show. Yes, and
0: Ron Melrose actually told us that in in our episode with him. So, for our loyal listeners, I'm sure they'll know that answer.
1: Exactly, and you know, uh, you know, Ron. Ron will test his musicians and just to see. Yes, hey, you he sent it? us that
2: question when we were on the road. Well, there you Did have you it. I didn't know it. None of us <laughs> knew it for a while.
3: It took us like a day. And it's, then we mentioned it to one of the actors, and they're like, "Yeah, you guys didn't." I know think our, our Tommy DeVito of all Tommy DeVito was like, it's my eyes adored you."
1: I was like, "What?" It's Played my it eyes adored you. Meet. Come back to Sorrento. You know, that kind of thing. So then we come to we got a we got a double whammy here Um, right at the beginning of act two after they're in jail. So when when um, when Nick is setting up the when Nick is setting up the interview between Frankie and Lorraine, there are two songs being played one after the other. Is it on the jukebox? No, this this is when they're when they're in the bar and Lorraine is interviewing Frankie.
2: Oh, OK. Yeah, yeah I know. So
1: there are two songs being played in succession. Um, one of them is in the show. One of them is not in the show. Don. Hey. Right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. D- Don is actually the second one.
2: Yeah, Don. Yeah, the
4: Don is, is actually the, the second yeah. one
1: um that that one starts right when nick says sometimes it just clicks with people
4: yeah the flute has the melody doesn't it um i think actually
1: the i think the guitar has it
3: yeah that's when we do like we do it in three two down in three two volume swells that's really fun. right
1: you're you're playing those inverted sixths there which is really cool um so but what is the first song that's being played during the actual interview with frankie and lorraine
4: i have to think Maybe that's the one that I'm thinking of. Is that the one that has the flute uh, carrying the melody? There's something keyboard thing that carries a melody. And I think that, oh no, my God. you're, 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 it's you're, like you're thinking of, in. you're, you're thinking of, okay,
1: that's another one. Um, no, that's in opus 17. The, 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 um, you guys are playing um. Uh, opus 17. The flute is playing in E flat, um, but the, um, but there, this one isn't, this
4: one isn't on the flute. Then as you can see, this is all just blurring together. As just I can't believe you know that's in B flat. And... Yep. I
0: David has perfect pitch. I think we failed nice. to tell you boys before. Yes. <laughs> okay.
1: Do
2: you know how many keys we play oh what a night in? Mm.
1: So you play it in C Say it in... is. Say Suari La <laughs> is at the beginning of the show in C. Um, the entract is played in B major. And oh what a night, the actual song is in B flat. And then you guys played at the end of the show in B flat. Um, I don't. I think that's it, right?
3: Wait a minute. The on track is in B, B major, flat.
1: isn't it? In B I... major. No, you're right. It's in G flat. Sorry. Sorry. Um, okay, you caught me. You caught <laughs> so me. So close. You caught me.
0: So close. There you go. Yeah. All right. I don't know what a
2: key is.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, um, the first song being played is "Silence Is Golden." No, How what's the melody
3: that? It. How does it go? Oh, ah yeah. oh, right.
0: Da, 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 da. Well, and thematically, the whole idea is so when so with Mary and Frankie, they're getting together to the song that they're going to eventually break up to and Everything with between Frankie and Lorraine is that the whole point is that she's a journalist and he's telling her everything, but the reality is that silence is golden. And then, and then Dawn – the
1: You know, Dawn I – mean, I still think
2: it's mind-blowing that she's
1: in Dawn. Mind-blowing. You don't even catch mm-hmm. it the first time. And, like, huh. you have to be like, oh, wait. Like, after the song, she kisses him. And I'm like, oh, right. There she is.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, which is super-duper cool. And, um, okay, so um, –
0: Let's do one more.
1: We'll do one more. We'll do one more. Um bum, ba, da, da. okay. This is a song that's in the show. Tommy goes to visit with with Norm Waxman to get the money. Um I think Silhouettes. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Which I love this version of Silhouettes because Johnny, are you are you are you playing
4: that? that low e on the bottom um this isn't the one I, that i'm like way up the neck on no that's um that's during the auditions i think
3: i think um, it's just keyboard key two hitting strings in gotcha. the left hand and then yeah, playing muted trumpet down. in the right hand what gotcha. what
2: part what where is what part of the show is this?
1: when tommy goes to see norm waxman to get the money Right, what, like max, hey
2: max what's being played what,
1: what, do, 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 do. oh okay the low <laughs> in key. yeah uh,
4: yeah the, the, the low thing is keyboard yep i remember gotcha. Now. gotcha yeah
0: so well i well you guys did mention you have some lines that you like to change for fun in the show oh, boy. now i need I,
3: to think a fun game we play is what line would be the funniest to forget <laughs> Oh, yeah. And the best one I think Johnny came up with is uh, so, Joe yeah, Long good. and Charlie Colello. Both. I'm sorry, <laughs> line.
0: <laughs> um,
4: the line is Jersey Boys. Right, right. Jersey Boys, Jersey Boys. Right, back to New, New Hampshire girls. <laughs> both New Hampshire boys. Great. I'm trying to think. Max, did it?
2: Or Johnny? Did we did we come up with one for when they're on the bridge? It's Frankie and Lorraine. He hit on you.
4: Oh, wait, did we come up with something there? Oh, yeah. there's just, there's, we had so many. We them. had just so like, many of see, them. See, see, this is, this is one of the things, guys. It, Tor, it's just like, you come up with these bits and the bits exist and then you leave Tor and, it and just, that's it's just all it. erased and it's like, what? You know what I mean? Aww. But yeah, I, we we can't, we we don't have enough time to tell you all the bits that me and Max and Brett would pull off every night, just being- We, we wrote new endings. Of losing it every- New night. Endings. <laughs>
2: Literally. Like, I I think me and Max came up with a version of um, the guy from the Ape song. That's an actual Handsome Hank. We came up with a story where Handsome Hank dies and then they give him (laughs) a funeral.
0: (laughs) We've all wondered that. That's fantastic.
2: Well, you heard it here first.
1: So I think this is a great place to wrap up. Um, thank you guys so much for coming on. This has been another episode of Silhouettes JB Podcast, the deepest dive into Jersey Boys you have ever taken, will take, are currently taking while listening to this episode. Thank you so much to Johnny, Morrow, Brett Byersdorfer, and Max Kane for coming on. Would you guys like to plug your socials, any websites, work that you're doing you want to talk Tell the people
4: about. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just so different. The, the format for for interviewing a musician is just so different. You know what I mean? Like, it, you know, we're not the kind of actors who are like, I'm doing this at the, at the this, and then see me tomorrow at the this. You know what I mean? Maybe yeah, me like, on the gram. Maybe on the gram. I'll see you guys on the next gig. You know what I mean? Well, check them
1: out, guys, when the tour is back. Um,
0: see you at the next gig. I love that. See it.
1: you at the next yeah. gig, guys. Yeah. So, um, Thanks for thank having
4: you. us guys too. You guys yes. have been super thank fun. So yeah, oh,
1: of of thank course. you so much. Thank you so much. A lot of fun. Thank you so Yay. much to Anchor for sponsoring us, anchor.fm, greatest way to make a podcast. Follow us on Silhouettes JB Podcast_ on Instagram. Follow us on Facebook Silhouettes JB Podcast. Listen to us on Spotify, Breaker, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Leave us a review if you should so wish. Um and a salute.
0: A salute.